Kenny Pickett talked about wearing a camera at practice and during Steelers minicamp about and how that's helping him study film. We talk about how that's going to impact the offense and realistic expectations for 2023. I'm your host of the Locked On Steelers podcast, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting app and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes, as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making the Locked On Steelers podcast your first listen every day because we're your team every day talking about your Pittsburgh Steelers here. Now, let's get to a few things here on how minicamp is going for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, day two is in the books on Wednesday. We got to talk to uh, some more of the offensive players uh, and Kenny Pickett spoke. And I, I thought the biggest thing that we got from Kenny Pickett was him talking about the things that I think are going to be the best parts of Kenny Pickett. And that's his ability to read the field, his studious nature that makes him a well-studied quarterback. When I covered him at Pitt, he was a guy that studied every win, studied every loss, every practice, and looked for every advantage that he could get from studying his opponents, his teammates, and how to work better in, in various situations. And it's clear Kenny Pickett's doing just that as at, 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 uh, at practice, uh, it was, you know, he was able to, it was, he was able to talk about his ability to wear, uh, or the, the Steelers planning to wear a camera um, on, on his helmet so that he could see, he could re- go back and review footage not just of how the field looked from up top but what he was actually seeing in comparison to that footage to help study study with his his progress along the way Kenny Pickett talked about what that was like and how that's helping him in his film studies when we talked to him on Wednesday after after Steelers mini camp practices now full disclosure this is not my footage I actually had to cover a pit event during this time so I wasn't able to talk to Kenny about it I was able to to be there in the earlier part of practice, but we have to thank our friend Alan Saunders, who was just on the last episode of SteelersNow.com, got me this footage of Kenny Pickett talking. Here's Kenny Pickett talking about the camera and the impact that it's having on his film studies as he gets ready for his second year as quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Kenny Pickett, here he is. How weird has that been to watch that footage? Has it been helpful if you learned new things? It's yeah, it's a little different. Um, it's just hard to see, honestly, like through the camera, um, like with bodies in your face and stuff. It's different, obviously, being back there playing. Um, there's some things you can take from the kind of like where I'm starting with my eyes, pretty snap and stuff. So it's, it's been good. Just little things I wouldn't say to my I'm a little black mirror to have technology. Yeah, like that. yeah, it's a little weird. Um, oh, no, I want to put on makeup and I can watch the movie. <laughs> so, uh, okay, hope they can dish it over him. How much time would you spend in the computer room, whatever you want to call it? Uh, cam. It's a little bit longer than OTAs and stuff, but you know, whenever I need to review practice, uh, yeah, I'm not too sure what time, but yeah, it's easy. Is it sometimes hard to like sort of jive in your head, like? what you're seeing on the field and then you go back and look at the pictures or look at the video and from that you know obviously very different perspective 
you know, what, what what actually happened from up above based on, you know, is that what that camera is kind of helping to... Kind of, like I said, it's really hard to see sometimes, like, yeah. if, if the pockets get pushed back or something, like, you can't really see as well, like, that's why the, the regular tape is what I really look at the most, because um, I want to be able to, like, articulate a coach to, like, what I saw, and then I go back and watch it on tape, and it's what, exactly what I saw, it kind of verifies what I'm seeing, so, um, yeah, I kind of use the normal tape now. So you hear from Kenny Pickett there talking uh, with reporters about what he's studying there. One thing to remember, and again, what I talk about a lot with Kenny Pickett, what's going to make him, if he's going to succeed and become a franchise quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's not his arm strength, it's not his size, it's not his speed, it's not his quickness. It's his ability to study and to take those studies and and execute on game day. To me, he is a, a smart, heady quarterback. Who his he's on his when he's on his best, it's because he's reading your defense and he's being accurate with the football and he's outplaying you because he's he's studied you and he knows you inside and out and he's prepared for that moment. And that's I think it's important that he seems to understand that yeah, if I'm gonna succeed, it's gonna be because of those reasons. It's not because I'm going to, you know, outthrow you as much as I'm going to, you know, outwork you and outstudy you. And I think those are all good signs that he knows his role, he knows his strengths, and he's working on them even as a second year player and even as a first year player. I had a source on, uh, close to the team tell me that even before he got the starting job, Kenny Pickett, when he uh, when he was the backup and he knew that he wasn't getting first team reps, what he would do was he would get to the Steelers facility early in about uh, before all the practices. And he would talk to he would he would he would go over all the things that they were working on the the you know what play they would work on the the order they would work on it he would go over in his head he practiced what motions that he could by himself so that if he was called upon he'd be ready in that moment that's part of why if you remember us talking about Kenny Pickett when he was addressing like what his practice schedule was like and what it was like you know in his rookie season he was coming in when it was dark and he was going out when it was dark because that's how much work he was putting in and he still putting in a lot of work um you know right now he's also planning for a wedding that's happening in in, in about a week so uh congratulations to him but uh I, I think it's 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 very interesting to hear him going to you know the full degree the Steelers have given him an office if you didn't pick up on that part of what the conversation was where he's able to go over film uh kind of in its own space and it's and they, he's got a computer that's gonna that helps organize what he needs to look through and this is a guy who when uh OTA started a few weeks ago and we had this clip on the show he talked about how he studied OTAs of the of his rookie season leading in like like last year's OTAs I mean this guy isn't just studying game tape he's studying his practice tape and studying practice tape is pretty normal for those who don't know like that's something that pros do college players do it's it's part of the, it's part of the process but this guy was studying this year well his last year's OTAs to understand what he needs to do smarter and I think that speaks a lot and he even said Minka Fitzpatrick is there studying with him. He said Minka's helping him because, as we've talked about, Minka Fitzpatrick is a very cerebral player who wants to study and know more more about the game than his than his opponents. That's a huge part of this. So I think all of this is more of a sign that Kenny Pickett is is trying to fill into the identity that I think that his true potential can fit into as far as being a cerebral quarterback who can pick the defenses apart. And I think long term. 
this is working in this is this is another good sign that he can be the guy for the Pittsburgh Steelers if he really wants to be and if things continue to work out there's a lot of things that always get in the way uh you know in careers sometimes great players don't get the great the best launching point and but I think that Kenny Pickett's doing the right thing and uh I, I think this camera aspect is pretty interesting I also think that you know because I've seen some people out there that, that you know talk about the camera thing and like oh man that must mean he's bad if he needs a camera and uh that's just not the case it's actually something that's very common in the in, in the NFL in fact uh the locked on dolphins podcast is run by Kyle Krabs who we've done shows with here on the locked on podcast network he also does uh the NFL the locked on scouting show uh with Joe Marino great guy by the way uh both those guys um and uh, Kyle Krabs kind of got into this with Dolphins fans just earlier uh this year who were some were clowning to a tongue of Iloa that he about wearing a camera because he was wearing a camera in OTAs and you know they were saying like wow he's so bad that that he needs to do that and Kyle was like no that's something that a lot of quarterbacks do and they're like really probably like not the good ones and then he like went back and found a screenshot here's Tom Brady doing that at one point in his career it's just something that guys do so they can see what their site was and line that up with what the what was what was the field like because you know Kenny Pickett's 6'3 he's not like he's not Ben Roethlisberger at 6'5 you know sometimes he might not see everything on the field uh at, at, at that time and he needs to understand like sometimes like hey when you know such as uh, when pat frymuth breaks up the seam or when george pickens hits this one route and uh you know he looks open when we watch back practice in all 22 what was i seeing what where was my head how can i study where to put my 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 eyes in the right situation so i could see the right things to cue to me hey i need to throw here at this time all of those go into the studying that kenny pickett's doing when you're taking all those details and putting them together Good things can come from that. It doesn't mean, guarantee your success, but good things come from better studying like that. I want to talk more about how that's going to impact the, the the Steelers offense and further along what their efforts are right now here in the NFL. We'll do that more here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. But before we go anywhere else, I want to talk to you guys about our great sponsors at FanDuel Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in America. The NBA Finals may be over, but Major League Baseball is in full swing right now, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And that's because right now, New customers at FanDuel get the no-sweat first bet that gives you up to $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win on FanDuel. Again, go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet, and that's all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss your chance at a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500 back in bonus bets. When you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We're continuing this discussion about Kenny Pickett and the camera wearing and all the things that he's looking to make progress in. We've talked a lot about what we expect, what we expect to be to be progress for the Steelers. And I think it's important to always check in with the Steelers about what their expectations are. And they're not going to tell you everything. They're not going to give you all the, the minute details of what's going to be better and how it's going to be better um, unless they're they they, they want to you know just kind of come out of the blue and, and say those type of things. But they're they're going to be vague. They're going to say certain things and they're going to say general things that you're going to be like, well, duh, you kind of should want that to happen. But listen to Kenny Pickett when he was asked about that progress and what, what sort of things he was talking about about his next steps as far 
as being comfortable in the Steelers' offense and what they need to do, including what he needs to do with Matt Canada. Here's Kenny Pickett. Yeah, a lot, a lot. I mean, I get a lot more reps than, than I ever was in here last year. Um, I feel a lot more comfortable being in the system the second time around, being with these guys for year two. Um, so just, you know, we're heading in the right direction. You know, I feel that, so we just got to keep showing up. What's that evolution with Matt been like? How much you guys feel on the same yeah, page? Yeah, yeah, it's constant, you know, communication. That's the key, I think, you know, between a quarterback and, and, the, and the OC. Knowing what he likes, knowing what I like. In certain situations, the two minutes is a big deal. Um, understanding how he likes to flow the game and what he you know, what he usually goes with kind of really helps me out. So um, just that we have that constant communication, I think is what's key. Kenny, all your teammates have talked about they're perceiving you to be more active in the leadership role. Is that something that's just happening, or are you turning that on? Is there a point where you decided, all right, I'm established enough or comfortable enough that I should be doing that more? Um, I just feel like it's kind of like a natural transition. I don't try to force anything. I just want to step up when I feel like I need to step up. And uh, we have a lot of great veteran guys on the O-line and uh, young guys in the offense that are, that are all pushing in the same direction. So I think it's, a, it's definitely a group effort, but I'll step up whenever I feel like it makes it. Do that responsibility of the quarterback just basically? Yeah, it comes with, it comes with the job. And it's just, you know, you, you have the feeling when you just step up and say something, you do. So you hear you hear Kenny Pickett talking about uh, quite a few things there. You know, one, what's expected of him. Two, you know, what's uh, what he's looking for, looking forward to being in. Three, you know, also talking about Matt Canada and their experience together and how they're in constant communication. That's what's kind of what's necessary for a quarterback and an offensive coordinator. Um, and, and I think that shows good progress in what the Steelers are are looking for from him. But they need to see it, you know, on the finite field not on just the practice field but you know across the board when we talk to guys Deontay Johnson George Pickens Najee Harris all the, all the different Steelers are saying yeah like he looks a lot more comfortable this year and I think that's a huge part of what Kenny Pickett had to do this offseason was to get so familiar with the Steelers offense that he had a true command of it and he understood where guys would be when guys would be there how they would be able to play and I again I, I look back and I, I think about uh, you know, some of the things that happened last year, uh, a lot of the the times that he made mistakes were just moments where he kind of got desperate in the wrong moments and, you know, made and, and made mistakes in there. But as we talked about during last season, as we were covering game by game here in the Locked on Steelers podcast, he would erase those mistakes. And this was as a rookie. He would go back and be like, well, I'm not going to make that throw again. I'm not going to make that mistake again. I mean, go back and look at the last the last drives of the Miami Dolphins game where they lost and he threw three interceptions and some of those drives were in clutch moments where if he had brought it through it would have built his legend and it would have been like whoa this is a different kind of guy but he threw those interceptions I think two of them came on back-to-back possessions in the end of the game where either one of the where if either one of those are touchdowns the Steelers had a good chance to win that game at, at the time but he internalized that and while it didn't save the season because that was one of the games if they had won they would have been in the playoffs, but he internalized that. And throughout the rest of the season, you saw so many game-winning drives that he had or game-sealing drives that he had as far as uh, what he was able to make happen um, You know, as, as a quarterback. You go back, you think about how the Raiders game ended, how the Ravens game ended, uh, You know, even how the Falcons game ended, just some, some of the times when he needed to step up in the moment and he was able to do so. So um, I, I look at 
what Kenny Pickett's doing and the studying that he's doing, it's important to compare it across the board because it's not just about knowing your playbook. It's knowing which parts of your playbook work, work best for different guys, you know, knowing which routes you guys like to, or you guys are better at running, knowing where to put the ball when they're in those routes and, and, and how that might change if there's outside leverage versus inside leverage versus zone versus man and how different teams defend certain situations. And all of those are tied to, kind of tough to calculate right now because they don't have a general opponent that they're studying for. But this again goes back to Mike Tomlin's old phrase and the Steelers phrase that they still use to this day in the locker room saying nameless gray faces. It doesn't matter who you're facing. You got to be prepared to be the best version of you. And I think that's where they're all where they are right now is like, Hey, we'll worry about the specifics of, of how to defend later, but let's look at the specifics of how we can just get better in this moment. And I think that that's a huge part of what Kenny Pickett's going through right now is trying to not necessarily worry about what different defenses are going to do to him later on, but just know that like, Hey, I am this, I am so comfortable with where my teammates are with where I am in this offense and how there's progress being made that I don't have to work, spend this time worrying outside of the organization about things that I can't control. I can study what those other teams do. I can be ready for those, those types of things. But again, that all goes back to still keeping in tr- your control by studying for it. And when again, when we talked about the offense and we talked about this uh, yesterday with Alan Saunders on the Tuesday episode of the Locked On Steelers podcast, um, or to be the Wednesday episode, um, when you know we were talking with him about it, and I was asking like, who's the voice? Who's the leader of this offense? Because the defense has several voices. You can say Cam Hayward, you can say T.J. Watt, you can say Minka Fitzpatrick, um, and you know I wouldn't say Patrick Peterson's the leader, but he's a leader, and he's going to be added to that. offense. There's question marks. You know, Najee Harris, I think, is a is an easy target there because he's a heck of a playmaker. Um, he's uh, I think he possesses leadership qualities. Um, and, and he's a guy he loves his teammates. Like, you know, he he stands up for them a lot. And I think that's that's a big thing. But Kenny Pickett being a leader in, in, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think is a huge part of this equation because I think if he is able to um, I think if he's able to kind of come to the realizations of where of where he can be for this team and how he can best lift them up as a second year player. I, I think it makes him a true weapon for the Steelers. And I think again, when you like, you know, saw Mike Tomlin's face when the Steelers drafted him and you heard like just the relief in his voice, it wasn't just Kenny Pickett's skills that he was getting. He was getting Kenny Pickett's leadership skills, his ability to study, his ability to get better. And that's something the Steelers, I think, have been very confident about. When they talk, when they've talked about Kenny Pickett, when they've talked about the, you know, their plans for the future, is that Kenny Pickett is going to give them, um, you know, situations where he's going to take more smarter decisions than the average quarterback, and I'd even say the above average quarterback, and that's where I, I think Kenny Pickett can make a a real big difference there as far as seeing the field, and again, it does, it's not requiring him to throw 500 passes, but it is requiring him that like you know might need to throw. 15 to 20 a little bit more often. And sometimes those 15 to 20 need to be further downfield and open up options and for, force uh, force tougher decisions or, for, t- you know, tougher, uh, you know, management decisions or schematic decisions for defenses. And Najee Harris talked about this a little bit too when we played his clip on the Wednesday show. But it's like if the Steelers offense can stretch the field a little bit and it forces defenses to back off, the Steelers are very happy to then run the ball on your throats. And it's that balance that I think will be key 
to what the Steelers are trying to do in 2023. Look at me with the bars. But uh, I want to talk to you more about those, those that balance and those expectations numbers-wise. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to compare this past year's numbers to previous years when the Steelers have had some of the biggest jumps in offensive rankings in the in the NFL over the over the Kevin Colbert era from 2000 on to last year. We'll talk about that and more here in the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Stick with us. I'm your host Chris Carter. We'll be right back. Back here in the Lockdown Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. I want to talk to you guys about realistic expectations for the Steelers offense. And I, you've heard me say, if, you've, if you're a diligent follower, if you're an everydayer on this show, first of all, we thank you uh, for, for being an everydayer on this show uh, and, and checking us out uh, on our Monday, when, Monday through Friday uh, platforms of podcasts and YouTube and all that. Um, but something we've talked about quite a bit is... Uh, are the realistic expectations that the Steelers have. And there's people that, that come in and say, Chris, they're going to the Super Bowl. And I'll be like, okay, you relax over there. Chill out. But there is reason to be excited about this team. Again, in 2022, this was a 9-8 and eight football team with TJ Watt missing two months of play. And also some of those teams that they played there in that stretch were pretty doggone good, and some of them weren't, weren't so doggone good. But if they're able to not miss... TJ Watt for two months, which was the first time that ever had they ever had to worry about some, him for something like that. I think they make the playoffs last year, and I think this is a better roster than last year's team. You look at the depth across, depth across the board, the offensive line, uh, the, def, the the defensive line with some of the depth that they've added there with Keanu Benton, um, the cornerback room with, with Patrick Peterson. Um, you know, you look at the experience that Najee Harris, Pat Fryermuth, Kenny Pickett are going to bring. Joey Porter bringing life to the cornerback room as far as a young player. There's there's excitement. There's promise. But again, the question is then how much can you expect the Steelers to jump up? Excuse me while I take a sip of water. But I went, I started thinking like, okay, we've talked a little bit about how I think 16th, is around the range where you want the offense to finish ranking wise in points per game in the NFL. The offense finished last year, 26th in, in scoring um, that with 18.1 points per game. So that's, that's where about that was. If they were to finish, excuse me, um, 16th, right, right in the middle, that would have been, I believe with a right around like the Atlanta Falcons, which would be like 21.5. So roughly, you're talking about a field goal more average of points per game. And with the improved offensive line and improved Kenny Pickett and improved Najee Harris and Pat Fryermuth, and then you also throw in Darnell Washington back into that mix, I think the Steelers have some chances to make some moves up there. Um, and again, we're talking three points per game. We're talking, um, and we're, ta- we're talking moving up probably – from like ranking in 2022, they ranked again 26th in scoring to 16th in scoring. Now that's 10 spots. That's, that is a big jump. But historically, the it's it wouldn't even be the biggest jump uh, that the Steelers would have made in this era. Now it would be the second biggest jump um, in this in this era. Actually, no, it would be third biggest jump. Excuse me, I I miss I misspoke there. 
um, in over a year-to-year improvement in the offense. Now, the biggest jump is an obvious one. It was when they ranked 27th in in scoring in uh, 19th in 2019, and then they finished 12th in scoring in 2020. And there was an obvious reason why, because that was the year, the 2019 was the year Ben Roethlisberger got hurt, and they had Mason Rudolph and Devlin Hodges. And 2020 was Ben Roethlisberger's triumphant return, uh, where they won 11 games in a row, and the offense was definitely a part of that. But let's take that out of the equation there. Expecting a 15 spot jump 27th to 12th again 15 spots in the rankings jump up in a single year that's not going to happen because that was a very 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 unique circumstance with how things played out but i think a more reasonable jump which could be more realistic and compared to the 2022 season and potentially the 2023 is something that happened about I'd say seven to eight years before uh, 2019 and 2020. And that was the difference between the Steelers in 2013 and 2014. Now in 2013, they ranked 16th in scoring offense. They ranked 12th in passing, but 27th in rushing. If you remember, that was the year that they drafted Le'Veon Bell. He had some good yards at some points, but he wasn't, you know, he, he didn't have a consistent presence. Neither did the Steelers offensive line. I believe it was also the year when, uh, Marquise Pouncey got taken out by David DeCastro when he attempted a cut block and missed and took out Pouncey's knee. I may be mistaking my 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 year there, but it's around that time. And in 2014, things manifested for them. They went for, they went from ranking 12th in passing to second in pass, passing, but in just as big of a jump, they went from 27th in rushing to 16th in rushing, and that was with Le'Veon Bell uh, running the ball. And also the passing part that improved was also Le'Veon Bell catching the ball. And something that we talked to Najee Harris about, he is very ready to take on more of a receiving role for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And when you talk to guys like running back coach Eddie Faulkner, they're ready to give that to him. That's something that they're that's something that the Steelers, I think, want to work more into it is our natural routes for Najee Harris, not for him to just catch it at the line of scrimmage and get tackled with because there's three defenders on him, but for spreading this offense around for Kenny Pickett, making some plays to George Pickens and Deontay Johnson and Pat Fryermuth and other guys like that, that hope that force defense to say, all right, well, you know what? We just, we can't invest in stopping Najee every single play, especially in the past game. Let's just leave him with a linebacker and then let, let's see how he matches up. And then that's where Najee Harris can become an even bigger threat, not just in the running game, but also in the passing game. So again, when you go back to 2013 and 2014, you think about that. That was 2013 was an eight and eight season. Then 2014, they got back to the playoffs. That was the year that uh, Le'Veon Bell got hurt uh, the week before the playoffs, and they had to go get a, a backup running a backup running back uh, off of I think it was Ben Tate uh, who was on, on the free agent wire, and then that kind of ruined their offense in the playoffs, and they lost to the Ravens then um, in the first round. Um, but Again, we're talking about a, a rushing difference from 27th to 16th. Now, let me go over some of the rankings that the Steelers had in 2022 and where they can make those jumps. Now, in, in 2022, overall in scoring, they ranked 26th. So if we're even to compare that to uh, their ranking in the 2019 season when Ben didn't play, they were 27th that year. So that's a comparison of how low they fell as far as offensively last year while dealing with Mitch Trubisky and a rookie quarterback in, in Kenny Pickett. Um, but they could also jump up um, in, in how they can, and how they can, they can improve there um, and get into the middle groups there. Because again, if they were talking about jumping up 10 spots in the rankings in a single year, it's not 
easy to do, but it is doable. And um, if you go back and again, look at 2013 and 2014, they jumped up from 16th to 7th. And that was about nine spots. If I'm doing my math correctly, sorry, I'm not a good math person, but they jumped up nine spots in, in one year. And I think that that's a lot more realistic as far as expectations for what the Steelers can do. And uh, this past year, they ranked 24th in passing, 16th in rushing. We've talked about the potential impact of a stronger offensive line, a more experienced Najee Harris, a one-two punch with Jalen Warren, and maybe some more play action and trust given to Kenny Pickett. You see that down the down the down the board. You, if you're improving your passing, like you know, 2013 to 2014, they, they grew, they improved by 10 spots in the rankings in passing. So let's say they go from this year from 24th to 14th in passing. In 2013 to 2014, they improved nine spots in their rushing offense, or excuse me, 11 spots in their rushing offense. Let's say we'll we'll even, we'll even give it some modesty there. Uh, so in in those years in 2013 to 2014, they grew 11 spots. Let's say they grew they grow nine spots. They rate they rise up in the rankings. Let's say nine or even eight spots. I'll give you eight spots in rushing. That would put them in the top 10 if they were able to do that in rushing yards. And if so, if you have a top 10 rushing offense with a passing offense that ranks around 14th or so in the NFL, that's a decent offense. That's right in the middle of what we're talking about. And if you're doing that, you're probably putting a, a, a more than a field goal on more added added to your score from the previous year. So you're probably going, you're probably adding yourself up. And again, if, if they just score a field goal more per game this upcoming year from the last year, they'll jump up from 26th to 16th compared to how other teams did this past season. But if they do more, like say a touchdown better, you're talking about ranking along with teams you'd rank just ahead of the Minnesota Vikings, just behind the Cincinnati Bengals. Because the Bengals averaged 26.1 points per game. If the Steelers added a touchdown, uh, averaged a touchdown more per game this, this upcoming season, and it's ambitious, but maybe if the, if, if the, if the rushing offense can get behind it and Kenny Pickett's pre uh, pre preparation and everything can go into that, then I think that that can be, uh, that can be a resource that leads to a, a jump like that, that puts them in not again, not the top 10 of offenses, but this would put them, you know, just just below that. And that's right where you want to be, because, again, this is going to be a defense that is going to this, that is going to carry this team still. This is still a team that's going to run the ball first, pass second and win with its defense. But the offense will be allowed to be more aggressive at times when uh, when when the time calls for it, much like how Ben Roethlisberger played in his first three three, four years in the NFL when the Steelers had an elite defense and he was still a young quarterback learning. There were times when Bill Cowher was able to take the reins off of him and he was able to, hey, but it was not all the time. It was few and it was far, it was few and far between because the Steelers had a really good offensive line, a really good run game, and a really good defense. Kenny Pickett is going to, I think, have a chance to be in that era. He needs the defense to be healthy and he needs the defense to be great. He needs this offensive line to not just carry on the continuity they built last year, but take several steps forward along with Najee Harris, who needs to perform at that level. But if those things happen and Kenny Pickett studying with the camera and with the extra film study and the office that they've given him, if all those things line up, I think the Steelers offense is right where you want them to be. And if they're right where you want them to be, and the Steelers defense is on point. Watch out. I think this is a serious contender in the NFL. Again, not for the Super Bowl. But to make it to the playoffs and to be a problem for all the teams that aren't like 
the Kansas City Chiefs and like the number one team in the NFL. I mean, if they're in that position, they're probably playing uh, a wild card team or a, another division winner where it, they have a better chance to advance in the playoffs in the first and maybe even the second round. We'll get to more of that as Steelers minicamp wraps up Thursday. I'll be on hand there at the, at the Steelers facility here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Keep up with us. We'll have another episode coming out tomorrow. Jenna Harner won't be with us, but we'll have another. We'll have another. We'll still have an episode coming out uh, as she's going to be on vacation throughout the weekend. But we'll be still be talking about your Pittsburgh Steelers right here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. I'm your host Chris Carter. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, or follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Get my work at the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, where I cover all things Pitt athletics. Had a good story on one of the Pitt defensive linemen raising money for uh, the uh, local uh, for the local boys and girls clubs. And uh, and uh, also, you can find this show, the Lockdown Steelers podcast, Monday through Friday on your favorite podcasting app and on YouTube. Thanks to everyone for checking us out. Be back on your screens and in your ears Friday, finishing up Steelers minicamp.